Hi, this is Mark Raven. Welcome to episode 131 of Lean Blog Audio. I'm catching up a bit. This is a post from March 21st, 2016. It's titled, More on Motivational Interviewing as a Method for Workplace Change Leadership. Back in December, I wrote about a method called Motivational Interviewing, or MI. It's something I learned about from a social worker who was also at the Lean Startup Conference. And you know, it's really funny how these different worlds um, intersect sometimes. But I saw parallels between people being addicted to food or drugs or what have you, which is the reason the MI method was created, and people or leaders being addicted to old behaviors in the workplace. These behaviors they're addicted to might include blaming others, not planning, jumping in you know, to give the answers and be the hero. Now, I, I recently ran across a man named Ron Oslin, who is an internal lean coach at Capital One. He's been using the MI method, and he's trademarked the phrase, quote, addicted to the status quo, end of quote. It's a very apt phrase. So I, I did a phone call with Ron. I'm hoping to do a podcast with him in my original, uh, as part of my original podcast series at leanpodcast.org. Now, if you go to the post for this episode, leanblog.org slash audio 131, you'll see a link to a video webinar that Ron gave that's a great, uh, a great overview of the MI approach. And he's got a website. He also has an article that was published in the AME publication Target, which was titled Addiction to the Status Quo. And again, you can read that at uh, leanblog.org slash audio 131. So from the core text, I've been revisiting the core text book that I read on motivational interviewing, the book by Miller and Rolnick. If you think in terms of the ADCAR change model, AK or it's A-D-K-A-R, I have uh, awareness of the method, the A in ADCAR, desire to use it, the D, and a bit of knowledge, the K. What I don't have yet is ability and reinforcement, which would come through the practice of these MI methods in the workplace, not in a, a clinical setting um, providing cancel, counseling to patients. Now, I've been going through my Kindle book and the highlights, and I've shared a few of them here in this post. Quote, the path out of ambivalence is to choose a direction and follow to keep moving in the chosen direction, end of quote. Now, ambivalence is a state where a person can say things like, I want to quit smoking, or I know I need to stop giving answers to my employees instead of letting them think. But the mind also gives reasons why they should continue the old behavior. There are short-term benefits to these addictions, such as smoking maybe being relaxing, or the manager thinking they need to solve that problem right now, and they don't have the luxury of developing others in their problem-solving skills. Now, as lean thinkers, are we at times, addicted to our old ways of doing things, such as saying, quote, you always have to start with 5S. In MI, the role of therapist or coach is to get the addict to articulate reasons why they should change and to have those self-directed positive statements about changing outweigh the statements that are made about keeping the status quo. Change is a process, not an event. And Ron summarizes the MI process well in a PDF that I've linked to in the post. In MI, you don't tell people to change and you don't tell them why they should change or how they will change. You're trying to be supportive and evoke such language and commitment to change from the person who is deciding to change. As Ron Oslin summarizes, quote, five key communication skills used throughout MI are asking open questions, affirming, reflecting, 
summarizing and providing information and advice with permission. Some of that would be very familiar to a lean thinker or somebody who has learned to coach in a lean way. Then the phases of the MI process are engaging, focusing, evoking, and planning. So engaging. As I've learned in my practice of lean, relationships matter. That, that may seem obvious, but it's true in MI or as a lean transformation facilitator. You can't just jump into giving recommendations and, and maybe you shouldn't give answers or advice in most settings or wait until the time is right. Now, the authors advise against falling into what they call the expert trap, and consulting clients often want you to rush into giving them answers. Quote, the first of four basic processes in MI is to engage the client in a collaborative working relationship. And the authors also say, quote, because in MI we differentiate engaging from the process of establishing goals, which is focusing. We define engaging as a process of establishing a mutually trusting and respectful helping relationship, end of quote. Now, I think the same relationship building is necessary more broadly with lean or Kaizen or continuous improvement. Leaders need to build trust. They need to understand their team members rather than just mandating that everybody improve. Focusing. Now, this reminds me of the Toyota methodology of practical problem solving, where you often work to narrow the scope of the problem that you're wanting to solve. Quote, Focusing is the process of becoming clear about goals and direction in MI, providing the foundation for subsequent invoking and planning to help lift this burden. Even in seemingly simple situations, though, direction and goals can quickly become complicated, end of quote. Now, there are three styles of focusing in MI. One, directing. The coach gently makes a recommendation to see how it's received. As a default approach for promoting client change, it has serious limitations, say the authors. Two, following, asking something like, what would you like to talk about today? And three, guiding, where they say, quote, guiding promotes a collaborative search for direction, a meeting of expertise in which the focus of treatment is negotiated. The client's agenda are important, and any limitations inherent in the context are taken into account. The clinician's expertise is also a possible source of goals, end of quote. Evoking. Now, it's hard to get past the status quo. As the authors say, quote, the discomfort of conscious ambivalence can lead one to stop thinking about it or to resolve that the status quo really isn't all that bad after all, or at least that there's nothing that can be done about it. That, of course, perpetuates the status quo. End of quote. In the evoking phase, the MI coach is evoking the client to engage in change talk, which includes preparation talk. And this includes desire. I want to get lean. Ability. Quote, I'm able to start engaging employees in continuous improvement. Three reasons. Employees will be more engaged and will improve our quality and performance as a result. And four, need. We really need to try something different. Now from that, we can move to mobilizing change talk, which includes commitment. I will start rounding and asking about problems and ideas every day. Activation. I'm ready to try this today and taking steps. I've got some Kaizen cards printed up. And the authors say this process occurs in MI by literally talking oneself into change. The authors further advise, quote, if you hear change talk, do more of what you've been doing as a coach. If you encounter increasing sustained talk in Discord, try something different. An advantage in learning MI is once you know what to listen for, your clients will provide immediate ongoing feedback to help you improve your skills, end of quote. 
So only once the client or patient has convinced themselves to change and take action can you then go into planning the change. I see a lot of lean facilitators jumping right into planning or, or to action. This causes problems and what seems like quote unquote resistance when you haven't built relationships and trust. And then you haven't framed the problem. And, and when you haven't gotten the client to articulate a need for change that's deeper than, well, the boss told me so. So there's more to come. I would encourage you to check out my change management workshop that incorporates a lot of these ideas and uh, also incorporates an innovative and interactive computer simulation. You can learn more by going to markgraben.com EC, or again, go to leanblog.org audio 131 for more links and information. Thanks for listening.